0: Welcome to the Glow Girl Podcast, your go-to source for learning how to work with your cycle and optimize your hormones, gut health, and metabolism to get the results that you want. I'm your host, Alyssa Curl, an online holistic nutritionist and personal trainer who's helped hundreds of women take charge of their internal and physical health so they can get to the root cause of their imbalances and achieve their fitness goals without the crazy protocols or the restrictive diets. Like many women, I've had my fair share of hormonal imbalances, gut issues, and I struggled with disordered eating for years, which is why I made it my mission to help women like you avoid the same mistakes I made, because you can live a healthy lifestyle and practice balance at the same time. And you're next. Grab a glass of wine or your favorite mocktail and get comfy, because it's time to glow, girl. what is up girly pops welcome back to another episode of the glow girl podcast i hope you are all having an amazing week so far we are halfway through october i swear as soon as like the summer ends i feel like just time flies by so much quicker let me know if you feel the exact same way or like does this time just seem like it's just flying by right now or is it just me because i feel like like i said like once we kind of hit September I feel like October November December just essentially comes and goes in a blink of an eye and all of a sudden it's like the new year and I'm like oh my god where, where did time go I could have swore it was just like May <laughs> but anyways um I hope you guys are, are having a good October f- so far and and let me know like how how we're doing so far you guys know that I like reflecting mid-month just like I like reflecting on the previous month and you know kind of setting new goals for the month. So. Look at your goals that you've set for the month of October and see how you're doing. Like, do a little quick self-reflection check-in with yourself Um, and, and, you know, see are we crushing our goals that we said we were? Are we well behind Uh, what area needs some improvement, and that way, you know, we can continue progressing. And if you need a little accountability with that, like, go ahead and send me your goals on Instagram, and we can definitely hold you to it for that one. Um, So today's episode, if you didn't see the title, is all about adrenal fatigue. We're going to chat about, you know, what the heck adrenal fatigue is. I'm sure you've probably heard me talk about it a lot, since I am currently also struggling with adrenal fatigue. So we're going to chat, you know, about what it is, um, you know, what are some signs and symptoms how, you know, we experience adrenal fatigue and adrenal insufficiency and, you know, some things that we can do in order to address our adrenal dysfunction. Uh, but before we hop into today's episode, we're going to share some wins and what percent betters for this week. Again, you know, we're always about reflection here. Okay. Reflection is how we continue to grow if you haven't caught on to that just yet. <laughs> so my win from this week is um, this week, which I'm recording this episode on Friday the 13th. Hello. Happy Friday the 13th, by the way. <laughs> you guys are going to be listening to this um, on Wednesday, the, I don't know what day that is, maybe the 18th. I think that's what it is. Um, whatever day this episode pops out, but it is my final week of taking an entire freaking month off of the gym. And let me tell you, I could not be more excited to get back to the gym and even just get some light lifting in. I'm not able to go back and, um, you know, go full capacity just yet and and start lifting till failure Um, and, you know, trying to hit PRs and stuff like that. I I need to hold off on that until I am done with my healing protocol and all of my levels check out and everything looks good. But, um, you know, I, I obviously had to take a month off because I'm dealing with such bad adrenal dysfunction and, and hormone imbalances um, if you kind of missed the episode where I talked a little bit more about you know what my results were and, and some of the things that I'm having to deal with right now um, I have adrenal fatigue stage three which is the second to last stage where like shit's about to go haywire um, so you know I'm, I'm very very stressed my adrenals are not functioning properly um, and you know my body is well inflamed we got a lot of imbalances going on over here. So, in order for me to combat that, I, I had to take a month off of the gym to just allow my body to rest, got some extra sleep, um, you know, and, and able to kind of bring down some of the inflammation. Because while Working out and and um, strength training is a good stressor on the body. It still does, you know, create a little bit of inflammation. Um, and when you're dealing with, you know, chronic stress and inflammation and, and imbalances, you don't want to overdo it with the exercise. So I'm having to make um, some training modifications for my uh, workout split right now. And you know, I'm while well, I have to take it a little bit easier in the gym from now on until my healing protocol is up in like the next three to four months um I'm I'm still fucking excited (laughs) to, to get back into the gym the gym is my like sanctuary now I think especially from just me working from home I don't leave my house unless I go to the gym or like when I take the dogs on a walk. That's kind of the only time I leave my house because I'm kind of a homebody. Uh, We don't have a lot of friends here anymore. A lot of our friends moved like back down to Southern California or like have moved out of state. Um, And, you know, with Casey being in his PhD program and me working from home, like it's really hard to make friends as an adult. I don't know if anyone else feels that, but I, I digress. But my, you know, my whole like outlet is now the gym and so me having to take a month off of the gym when you know the gym is like a very big stress reliever for me um, has been really hard (laughs) so I'm super pumped to get back to the gym and you know just have a sense of routine again um so that's my my win for this week and my one percent better is um you know again to kind of get back into that routine and you know find a balance of where I'm still getting up early enough to go to the gym and you know maybe on the days that I'm not necessarily doing a strength workout I do want to still focus on, you know, mobility and walking and, you know, maybe some yoga or things like that. Um, But I still like want to try and stick to a routine where I'm still waking up at the same time, Monday through Friday, you know, I'm still going to the gym and at least doing something there Um, and just kind of getting back into my morning routine. And that way, once my healing protocol is done um, and I'm actually able to go full capacity to the gym, like I kind of have that routine back down. Where it's going to be a little bit easier for me where I don't feel like I'm going to be like dragging ass. I mean, well, I'm not going to be dragging ass because once I have my hormones healed, we're not going to have that issue. But, you know, I- I'm going to have that consistency part down where it doesn't feel like, oh, you know, like, all right, got going to go back to the gym now. Um, it's just going to be like, all right, let's go. Um, so that's one thing that I want to focus on. And the other thing, I got two one percent betters for this week, okay? <laughs> the other thing is um, I really want to focus on my time management because your girl has ADHD and let me tell you, I am easily distracted and I feel like it just takes me so fucking long to do specific tasks. Like in the morning time, you know, from the time I wake up to like the time I actually eat breakfast, it's like, you know, three hours later and I'm like, what am I doing in this three-hour time span from me waking up to actually, you know, showering and eating breakfast. Like I know I'm going for a walk. Um, I start to like do work and I start like getting distracted by my phone. I'm, you know, answering emails, I'm answering client messages. And I'm like, oh fuck, like I just, you know, not that I wasted three hours, but you know what, there was all these things that I was doing when I wasn't supposed to start doing it yet. And then, you know, I'm I'm procrastinating, like going for my walk. I'm, you know, taking way longer to get ready. And then, you know, I'm not eating until way later in the morning, um, which is like not very great for my hormones as well. And then, you know, that pushes off me like starting work at an appropriate time because I was doing things all over the place. So I just want to have a little bit more structure to my day and just work on some better time management where, you know, I'm only spending a specific allotted amount of time on certain tasks. Um, you know, I'm giving myself certain start times and stop stop times um, and just deadlines so that way I can be a little bit more efficient and feel like I know where my time is going. So Those are my wins and 1% values for this week. But if you, uh, as always, want to share yours with me, please feel free to message me on Instagram. I love hearing from you guys, as always, you know. It's a nice little community that we got here. All right, so let us hop into today's episode. So imagine with me, or if you will, you're waking up in the morning and you're feeling absolutely freaking exhausted, even with getting like seven plus hours of sleep. You feel like you need like, Three, four cups of coffee to get through your day. 2 p.m. hits, and you're mid- and you're hitting that afternoon crash. Uh, you get home from work, and you just feel so freaking exhausted, and all you want to do is just go lay in your bed and go to sleep. So then you finally hit your head on the pillow. You're ready to fall asleep, and all of a sudden you got a second wind to you, and no matter you know how actually tired you are. You just are feeling that, you know, wired and tired feeling where you just cannot fall asleep or you fall asleep, but then you're not able to stay asleep and we're not having good quality sleep, which is going right back into that cycle. And you wake up again feeling absolutely exhausted. Does that sound familiar? That right there, my friends, is adrenal fatigue, okay? Adrenal fatigue is no freaking fun. So here's a little rundown of what it is. The adrenal glands play a major role in hormone and stress production. So the adrenals essentially secrete hormones that regulate the body's stress response. So adrenal fatigue happens when the adrenals become overworked due to either constant stress, go-go-go lifestyle, and either lack of sleep or you know any other issues that are just kind of adding way more stress to your life which affects your ability to produce the necessary hormones and regulate stress leaving your energy levels absolutely fucking tanked and there's a couple of different stressors that can lead to or even worsen the progression of adrenal fatigue and those are things like um, having a healthy diet especially if you are eating a lot more inflammatory foods, right? We know that inflammation is a key driver to hormonal imbalances, to added stress, um, to adrenal dysfunction. So when we are eating a very like processed and just not balanced diet, that's going to put us at higher risk for um, adrenal fatigue or, you know, just make the progression of adrenal fatigue that much worse. Um, Exposure to toxins. We know that there's toxins obviously everywhere in our world and it's basically impossible for us to avoid all those things. However, we can absolutely try to uh, reduce the amount of um, toxins that we are exposed to, right? And I know I've talked about this in a previous episode on, you know, endocrine disruptors and the places to look out for for your endocrine disruptors, like your beauty products, right? Makeup, skincare, hair care, your household cleaners, um, you know, candles, perfumes, um, laundry detergents, all those types of things, right, are, are things that we can try to control um, and, and swap for more non-toxic and cleaner options so that we can reduce our overall risk of um, exposure to toxins. So, you know, that's another thing that can, um, you know, affect adrenal fatigue um, using just, you know, products, again, that contain chemicals, overconsumption of sugar, overconsumption of alcohol. We know that both of those things drive inflammation, Um Regular use of certain medications, especially antibiotics, antibiotics, wreck your microbiome. Um, so you know, when we are using antibiotics, yes, it's killing off whatever bad bacteria is in your gut, but it's also killing off the good bacteria as well. And when we have that unbalanced um, level of bacteria in the gut, we are going to be way more susceptible for inflammation, for infection, and again, that in turns, goes to adrenal fatigue. Um, Also, you know, chronic illness. Again, you know, when we have a chronic illness, whether that be, you know, uh, hypothyroidism, um, Hashimoto's, things like that, again, we're going to have more inflammation. Um, Recurring infections causes inflammation as well. And then just psychological stress, right? You know, if you're someone who's just a high stress person um, like myself, then, you know, you're going to, again, put your body in a very high stress state of fight or flight. And when you're constantly in that fight or flight mode, where are we leading back to here? inflammation. That is right. So we know that inflammation again is that that key freaking driver. So we want to make sure that we are reducing our inflammation at all costs so that we can protect our adrenals. um, And we want to make sure that we're supporting our body so that our adrenals don't essentially become tanked. And there's four stages of adrenal fatigue. So one is like Your body starts to get to that, you know, kind of level of adrenal fatigue where, you know, they're not working as properly anymore, all the way to the last stage, which is like the burnout stage, where if you don't get support ASAP, it's going to become a very serious condition, okay? So let us talk about, you know, some of the the different stages over here. So uh, we got stage one, which is the alarm stage, stage two, which is the resistance stage, Stage three, which is adrenal exhaustion, which is where your girl is at right now. (laughs) And stage four is adrenal failure, aka burnout. So let us talk about the first stage. Stage one, which is alarm. So essentially what happens is when your body is bombarded with different stressors, it goes into alarm mode. Okay, So your fight or flight response switches on. And it floods your body with different anti-stress hormones, such as adrenaline, norepinephrine, and cortisol. Um, So this response is like a normal and healthy one that occurs, um, you know, when you're you're encountering stress in like a very acute setting, right? So like, you know, you had a crazy day at work, like some stress, right? Um, We maybe got stuck into like bumper to bumper uh, traffic and we, you know, almost maybe got into a car accident. Some stress, right? Um, You know, we encounter a bear. (laughs) Some stress, right? Acute stress that immediately is supposed to go away. Um, however, because this is just the first of the stages of adrenal fatigue, your symptoms at this point will be virtually unnoticeable, right? So you might be a little bit more tired than usual, but if you're like most people, you wouldn't be affected enough to question this change, right? You're like, oh, you know, I feel a little tired, but it's nothing to be like super concerned of, right? Um... You know, you might increase your like intake of stimulants, like coffee or energy drinks to help you get to the day. Maybe again, you're like, yeah, I feel a little tired. I just need a little extra cup of coffee to get me through. Um, And you know, you pretty much still maintain much of your focus and productivity, even if you no longer achieve like super peak performance, okay? So when stage one progresses and we keep, you know, just letting things kind of fly under the radar... We then get to stage two, which again is the resistance phase. So now stress has become chronic, okay? And the adrenal glands cannot produce enough cortisol to meet the growing demand. So you enter the second stage of the four stages of adrenal fatigue, which is the resistance stage. Your fatigue starts to get in the way of your daily activities and you start to notice that your performance at work or maybe at home is increasing. um, And you also might start experiencing some new symptoms like anxiety, PMS, irritability, you're getting sick often, right? We got all these colds and flus going around. Um, You might be starting to deal with some insomnia or just trouble sleeping, or even if you do manage to sleep, you don't feel well rested and you don't feel like refreshed to start your day. Hence, while we're feeling really exhausted super in the morning, right? Um, And you know, at this stage too, your hormones are going to start to dysregulate as well. Uh, Your hormones are going to go out of balance and different hormone systems begin to become affected, which starts to lead into even more freaking issues that we do not want. And if this continues to go unchecked, we head into stage three, which is adrenal adrenal exhaustion. Wow. (laughs) So at this point, when your adrenals have been overworked to the point of exhaustion, their cortisol output significantly drops. However, you are still remaining at a high stress level and it starts to affect other stress responses and other hormonal issues as well. So by now, you probably have experienced like one or more adrenal crashes, recovering from each like crash takes longer and longer than ever before. So just, you know, meaning like every day you're waking up and you just feel Fucking can't get through the day. You're like, I cannot get out of bed. I'm exhausted as fuck. <laughs> that mid-afternoon crash hits you even harder. You get to the end of the day and you just feel like you're on empty. And you're like, I can't go on like this, right? Like this is just so much harder for you to even want to live a normal lifestyle, right? So, you know, recovering from all of that is going to be extremely hard. The organs and systems. Um, that are not needed for survival, like reproduction, slow down. Hence why we start to see um, hormone issues like, you know, period issues, maybe some uh, missing periods, irregular periods, um, maybe trouble conceiving, um, you know, trouble losing weight as well. Because when your body is in fight or flight mode forever, it's not going to prioritize things like fat loss or weight loss. So if your goal is, you know, one of those things and you've been trying to lose weight and you just can't seem to do it, and you're dealing with some type of chronic stress, that's why, right? Um, Also, you know, digestion starts to slow in order to conserve energy, which is why you might be experiencing digestive issues like constipation or, you know, diarrhea or um, extreme bloating. And having adrenal adrenal exhaustion means that you're now unable to function normally even with, like, having enough coffee or caffeine or other coping mechanisms. And, you know, it, it starts to just become way more hard for you to, you know, want to do anything. So if you're maybe trying to go on a health and fitness journey and you're like, I just don't know why I have like no motivation for the gym. And I just like, you know, can't seem to get up and go to the gym in the morning, no matter how much I want to, or, you know, you're, trying to work on a specific project and you just keep losing your focus like yeah it's gonna be so hard for you to focus at work for you to want to get up and go to the gym for you to like want to go for a walk after work or you know go out with friends and like be social when you literally have zero fucking energy right so then if we still keep this unchecked we are going to go to stage four which is adrenal failure so if you don't get the help and the support that you need to stop the progression of adrenal fatigue, you will eventually reach this phase, and this is a serious condition, and you will be put at very high risk for things like cardiovascular disease. And if you continue to let this go prolonged for like you know a prolonged period of time, um, it could even result in things being like you know fatal, which sounds extreme, right? We're like, how the hell does adrenal fatigue and chronic stress go to, like, fatality. But again, you know, a lot of times stage four can um, put you at high risk for, you know, cardiovascular disease, um, strokes, all those types of things, which, you know, are very big, (laughs) big medical conditions that, you know, can put you at higher risk for for fatality, right? So we want to make sure that we are addressing this as soon as possible because this stage not only brings on increase um an increase in severity of symptoms it also can bring on new symptoms right and they can come on quite suddenly like intense pain in the legs abdomen and lower back pain severe vomiting dehydration constipation a drop in blood pressure fainting like these are all things that we want to make sure we are being extremely cautious about and if you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, how the fuck am I supposed to know if I have adrenal fatigue? So here are some signs and symptoms that can be the most common for figuring out if you have some type of adrenal insufficiency. So low energy or you know, low fatigue, no matter how much sleep you get, that's kind of like alarm number one. If you're experiencing headaches or migraines, mood swings, uh, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, again, that wired and tired feeling. Uh, irritability, dizziness, feeling easily overwhelmed or you just have difficulty handling day-to-day stressors. Uh, we have you know increased sugar and caffeine in, uh, cravings. Um, a weakened immune system, slow recovery, like, you know, even a slow recovery in the gym, right? Like maybe you're going to the gym and you just feel sore for like an entire week. Like it's not even just like the day after or like two days after. It's like, we're always feeling sore. We're always getting injured. Um, you know, we're we're just not feeling like we're recovering well, right? And those are all definitely signs and symptoms that we are dealing with some type of adrenal insufficiency. So how can you test for adrenal insufficiency or adrenal fatigue. Um, While adrenal fatigue is not an official diagnosis in Western medicine, there is a specialized functional test that you can do and certain markers that you can uh, get to provide valuable insights on, you know, where your adrenals are at. So for all of my clients, I always suggests that we do um, a saliva test. This is one of the most comprehensive tests that you can get. It provides a comprehensive overview of your adrenals, um, your sex hormones, so like your cortisol levels, um, DHEA, testosterone, all three estrogens, progesterone. Um, and it, it tests for four different times in the day and you test it at a specific time in your cycle um, so that you can get an overall view of like what your, your hormones look like. So this is the one that I always recommend to everyone because again, it is the most comprehensive and it is the most accurate. You can also do something like a four-part cortisol test. So this is just a cortisol test cortisol test only. Um, It's a saliva test as well that just shows cortisol patterns throughout the day um, and can reveal potential cortisol issues. Um, And then there's also like a DHEAS and testosterone level test. Um, This is just a blood test for DHEAS, which is a different type of um, hormone. It's not actual DHEA. It's a whole different thing. Um, And it's also a test for testosterone that can assess your adrenal levels and overall adrenal function. Um, So those are, you know, just like three different types of tests that you can get but I always recommend uh, the most comprehensive one because again if you're dealing with some type of adrenal fatigue you're most likely going to be dealing with some type of hormonal imbalance as well so we want to make sure that we're getting to the root cause of that and taking care of that ASAP before things start to progress even further. So if you're someone who is dealing with adrenal fatigue we definitely want to address it right so so how can we go about addressing and Uh, healing your adrenal fatigue first things first kind of like I just touched upon like the most important thing you can do is get your adrenals and your hormones tested and I know I kind of sound like a broken record and I swear you know like this isn't just me saying it for the sake of me saying it like this is truly the most important step and again highly suggest you testing both adrenals and hormones because most often than not when we have adrenal issues, we are going to have hormone imbalances as well. And I'll be the first one to tell you that adrenals are always the last thing to heal. So ensuring that you know exactly where your levels are at and have a proper protocol in place to get those healed up via diet, lifestyle changes, and specific supplementation to support all of that is super important. Um, And, you know, like I said, adrenals typically are the last thing to heal. They they can take anywhere from six months to even a year to heal your adrenals uh, just by, you know, diet and Um, lifestyle changes alone. So this is why I typically have my clients test straight away because then, you know, once we figure out exactly where their levels are at, we can typically get them healed up in three to four months instead of, you know, taking six months to a year. So we can get them healed up a lot quicker because we know exactly what's going on and we can have a proper protocol in place to get them healed up that much quicker. So again, Don't skip this step. Make sure you are getting your fucking hormones tested, please. Okay. The second is obviously addressing the stress, right? Like where is this chronic stress coming from and you know i know i've talked a lot about stress here on the glow girl podcast i have i think quite a few episodes on stress but i think if you go scroll back a couple of episodes there isn't a whole entire episode on regulating your nervous system definitely give that episode a listen because there are really great tidbits in there on how you can manage your stress a little bit more effectively right because let, let's be real like we are not going to be able to avoid stress altogether i mean if you can tell me exactly how you are just like stress free all the time and you avoid every fucking stressor in life like please give me your secrets because i don't know not one person <laughs> that is not stressed out but you know we we can't control the like stress that is in our life, but we can control how we cope with it and how we perceive that stress, right? So, you know, making sure that you have uh, activities in place that help you to cope with stress in a healthy way is super important. So that can look like, you know, having therapy, that can look like working on your personal development, like reading self-help books or listening to podcasts, or you know, going outside and connecting with nature, or getting walks outside, exercising. Um, that can look like journaling, meditating, uh, doing yoga, breath work, cold plunges. Like I don't care, you know, what you need to do every single day, but we want to actually just you know try to. Practice one thing every single day that can help us to, you know, increase our resilience to stress because when you continue to, you know, practice stress relieving uh strategies that helps you in turn to uh have better resilience to stress so we're not inherently like getting rid of our stress but we're just building up our tolerance and our you know um ability to like perceive stress better which helps us to cope with stress better which helps us to you know not be as stressed the fuck out (laughs) so uh definitely go back and listen to that episode and then obviously you know lifestyle factors and like dietary wise we want to make sure that we are obviously like fueling our body properly right especially when you are dealing with any type of imbalance like uh, adrenal issues or hormone issues or gut issues like we want to make sure we're eating enough we want to make sure that we are giving our body the proper nutrients that it needs because if you're dealing with you know chronic inflammation and uh, fatigue and stress issues. You're probably going to be depleted by with uh, depleted from a whole bunch of vitamins and minerals. Cannot talk today. Um, so you know, ensuring that you're getting proper vitamins and minerals in your diet, making sure you're getting lots of whole foods, enough protein, fat, carbs, fiber, all of that. Super important, right? Staying well hydrated. Super important. Making sure you're moving your body. Obviously, you know, this is probably the time for you to lower the intensity of your overall workouts. So we don't want to overdo it, especially if you're feeling super fatigued and shitty like there's no reason to push yourself and push your body and do crazy workouts right now like we need to take a step back so if we just need to focus on walking or some light strength training that is okay like movement is better than no movement at all but you know we don't want to overdo it right now especially if our body is in a state of just being chronically stressed and inflamed um also a really key thing that we want to do is really start to do some, like, circadian training, okay? And what that looks like is, you know, really working on your sleep-wake cycles. So a, a common issue I see with clients, and I, I'll admit I'm fucking guilty of this as well, is, you know, you wake up, you turn your alarm off from your phone, and you immediately start either scrolling on Instagram or TikTok, or you start checking your email, or, you know, you start messaging clients back like me. <laughs> um, and, you know, you're, you're um, just essentially, like, Exposing your eyes to blue light right in the morning, which actually affects your sleep-wake cycle. So uh, a thing that I suggest is to a lot of my clients who are dealing with adrenal issues, instead of, you know, waking up and going directly on your phone, um, you know, turn off the alarm and then get up out of bed and it's a lot easier to do this when it's not fall and, and winter time but you know when it's actually like light outside in the morning like get outside and like just go stand outside for five minutes um and get some sunlight or you know obviously like in the winter time if that's a little bit harder for you or maybe you wake up and like the sun just isn't out yet um you can like flick on all of the lights in your house and like you know go go do something like go chug some 20 ounces of water um to help wake you up which we can talk about in a minute um you know know maybe start reading like a book or do like a devotional or you know do some um journaling or meditate or whatever um you can also in the winter time what I like to do when you know I get up and the light's not out yet is uh I turn on my happy light and you know just like put it next to me for five minutes as I'm getting ready I know I've talked about the happy light in one of these episodes as well um but it's essentially like mimicking the sun's kind of like natural rays which can help with your sleep-wake cycles um so like doing that in the morning can help to expose you to like Quote unquote sunlight. Um, and then at night, you know, making sure that we're um, trying to limit the amount of blue light that we see as well. So, like during the day, making sure you're wearing blue light glasses so you're not being exposed to too much blue light. Um, at night, too, you know, like if you're watching TV, wear some blue light glasses. And then what I always encourage my clients to do and what I do myself is I will tr- get off my phone at least 30 minutes before bed. But ideally, you want to try to get off like your phone any type of like electronics like even like ipad or like you know if you're reading on an ipad or something like that like we definitely don't want to do that before bed um or like watching tv like all those things emit blue blue light which is going to uh, affect your melatonin levels and affect you know you being able to fall asleep effectively so Uh, Instead of, you know, watching TV or, you know, being on your phone and scrolling before bed, try to do that like 30 minutes to even an hour before bed, getting off all devices Um, and, you know, do something else like reading, maybe like a meditation before bed, something like that. That way you can kind of just start to unwind and get a little bit more sleepy. Obviously that's going to take some time. Uh, if you're someone who is used to, you know, falling asleep with the TV on or, uh, you know, scrolling on TikTok on that or whatever, like this is going to take some practice, but you know, we, we got to break the cycle. Um, and then back to my, my little water hack. Um, so when we sleep, we are really dehydrated, right? So we lose a lot of hydration, uh, through breathing, through sweating, um, through like getting up and going to the bathroom throughout the night so you know when we wake up we're really dehydrated and that dehydration can you know cause us to kind of drag ass in the morning so I always recommend to my clients and what I've been trying to do myself is chugging at least like 20 ounces of water in the morning I like to make it more room temperature or even like a little warm just because I'm really sensitive and it kind of hurts my stomach to chug cold water but you do your thing um, and I like to put a little lemon and some like Himalayan pink salt in there just for some electrolytes and I like lemon just because it, it makes it taste good it has nothing to do with like warm lemon water which is gonna help with your digestion and you know all this bullshit like no, no no it's just Water, <laughs> any water will do. Uh, but you can like fill up a water bottle the night before, or like just grab a glass in the morning. And like as soon as you wake up, I like to brush my teeth, and then I chug that water. Um, and what that's gonna do is just essentially like get your body rehydrated, which is going to wake up your cells. It's gonna wake up your brain, and you're gonna feel a lot more fucking alert. Okay, <laughs> so definitely make sure that we're staying well hydrated, because oftentimes you know when we're not drinking enough water, we can feel extra fatigue, which can in turn you know fuck with our cortisol levels. Um, So those are just, you know, some, some very basic things that we can do, Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, in conjunction with reducing your stress, focusing on, you know, getting enough sleep, like this is the time to definitely make sure that you are getting at least eight plus hours of sleep, right? So going to bed a little bit earlier, waking up a little bit later, like allowing your body to rest, which is why, you know, we might be taking a step back from working out right now, you know, really focusing on nutrition, prioritizing, uh, minerals and prioritizing vitamins and whole foods, um, you know, and taking some specific supplementation to help with whatever uh, imbalances that you have, like all of this is going to help you to feel a lot fucking better, okay? Like take it from me who who is over here, like having to deal with this now, please take care of yourself before it progresses and it just gets worse and worse and worse, okay? Um, and, you know, if you're wondering like, do I have adrenal fatigue or maybe, you know, some of the symptoms that I said, you're kind of thinking in your head like, oh yeah, I checked that off, I checked that off. Um, I have a free hormone imbalance quiz that you can take to get a little bit more insight as to what may be going on. So you can go ahead and take the quiz, you can submit it, um, and then I will give you a little pre-recorded video just kind of going, going over your results and you know just giving you some feedback as to why you're experiencing these symptoms. And I'll give you a little bit more insight too of what you can exactly do about it so you can get yourself feeling better a lot quicker. So I will leave the link for that in the show notes. Um, and you know if any of this may resonated with you, or you have specific questions pertaining to some of the symptoms that you're dealing with, please feel free to send me a DM over on Instagram. I'm more than happy to, you know, answer any questions that you might have and just provide you some additional insight because I know how shitty it feels when you feel shitty, right? When you're feeling chronically fatigued, when you're feeling just overly stressed and anxious and just how debilitating that can feel and no one should have to feel like this. So if you're dealing with that right now, my heart goes out to you. I'm here to support you in any way that I can. Um, I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please feel free to rate it five stars and share the podcast with your friends. That way we can get the message out to all other types of people, you know, trying to make sure that everyone is well-educated over here. Um, And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And wow, that was hard to say. I hope you have a great rest of your week. There we go. Um, And I will see you guys in next week's episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Glow Girl Podcast. If you loved the episode, please share the podcast with your besties and tag me on socials. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any further episodes. And if you have any questions regarding today's episode, please feel free to direct message me on Instagram. I'd be happy to help. Thanks for listening. See you next time.